Hello, everyone, and welcome to this podcast versus podcast. I'm Piers Ray. This is Eric Ivanovich. It's me, Eric Ivanovich, and you're listening to Podcast versus Podcast. As I have previously stated, and I stated it again because I want you to know, this is the only podcast pitching show on the internet. Basically, what we do, myself, Piers Ray, himself, Eric Ivanovich, and our special guest—no guest this week. Well, uh, pitch podcast ideas to each other. At the end of the episode, we will vote on these podcasts, and should we come to a unanimous agreement, we will abandon this show and do the show that we agreed upon. It hasn't happened yet. We're close to 800 episodes deep. We're, we are losing it. We are losing it. How are you doing, Eric? I'm losing it. Yeah, me too. I feel like I'm losing it. I am losing it. Listen, um... I have a podcast to pitch you. Get it out there. And I had a sinking feeling as I was preparing this podcast. Um, I had a sinking feeling that I'd pitched this before. And so I went, I did a deep dive into our SoundCloud. Okay. And I did find about literally 600 episodes ago. I pitched uh, the Oscars five years ago. Okay. Um. So, but you weren't in the booth. This was when uh, uh, Hannah and Saskia were filling in for you. Oh, okay. So... So this is going to be completely new to you. I'm well. I mean, except that I have listened to those episodes, but it'll be you'll probably have forgotten. So I have be definitely forgotten. I have no idea what you're talking about. So, um, the idea that I had, and apparently I also had uh, 600 episodes ago, was that it's too soon to judge how good a film is, like how important it is, right? In the year that it comes out, and especially with Oscars specifically. The Oscars are held in, like, what, February or March? Yeah, pretty early in the year. And um, the movies that typically tend to win the Oscars come out in, like, December the year before. Mm. Like, it's a super quick turnaround. Like, Oscar bait movies are dropped late in the year so that they're fresh in people's minds right. for the for the Academy Awards. Everyone's still having an emotional reaction to them. Yeah. The, the papers are still raving. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you have stuff like, for example, Crash winning Best Picture. A movie I haven't seen. Right. I'm probably not going to see it. But... It sounds pretty bad. Okay, here's a question for yeah. you. What do you think the purpose of the Oscars is? Do you think it's to recognize outstanding achievements or do you think it's to create buzz and sell product? It's well, it's definitely to create buzz and sell product, but the stated purpose is to recognize achievement. And it's not achieving its stated purpose. I don't know. I don't know about that. Like they Crash Crash didn't deserve it that year in my mind. But no, Crash is a shit movie. No, that's not. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, f- I am for the most part okay yeah. with people who get Oscars. Like sometimes there'll be a movie where I'm like, ah, I wish they'd gotten it instead. But well, here's the thing. Like, I'm not in my. I'm opinion, not that upset by the Oscars. I don't think well, that they do that bad. A it job. doesn't matter. But if they were doing a good job, maybe it would matter. Hmm. So here's what my theory is. Right. Movies slip under the radar. Right. Maybe movies that get released in like February that year instead of december um people forget about or movies that get dropped late in the year and don't have the time to build up the critical acclaim like smurfs 2 like smurfs 2 yeah like trolls 3 is trolls 3 out already see you haven't they haven't had chance to build up the critical acclaim yet man okay okay i we gotta hurry up and wrap this up (laughs) so 600 episodes ago, I pitched a podcast called The Oscars Five Years Ago, where we would do uh, we would do an episode 
essentially once a year, like during Oscar season, where we would do our nominees for movies that came out five years ago instead of movies that came out this year. And we would pick our favorites from those movies. Movies that we've had time to sit with. Mm -hmm. The shock of like, whoa, this is incredible has faded a little bit. And also movies that are slow growers have had a chance to attach themselves to us. Right. Um, and movies that we didn't get a chance to see at first have now, like, they're all out there and we have an option to, like, go back and, and see those. But, obviously, that didn't fix the Oscars because I pitched that two years ago. Oscars are still going. They're still shitty. Right. It's almost like they don't take the opinion of every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Well, I think my problem with it was um, five years is just not enough time to allow a film to, like to simmer yeah it's got to be 10 years like a president well that's why the presidents don't enter the rankings of best presidents till 10 years like you can't really judge a presidency until 10 years after i mean all the presidents are bad but uh yeah well you think you think everything is bad everything is bad oh this award show doesn't give like you don't even like award shows why well, do you, i'm saying you don't believe in the premise of the oscars why do you care who gets the awards because i'm telling you're playing you, straight into their hands no the, this would be good right if we did the oscars 100 years ago which is what I'm pitching today. Right. These are movies that came out 100 years ago. They've had the time to sit in the collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. We've, as a as a society, as as a people, we've right. just, we've like had our uh, our time to watch them and to internalize right. them. I mean, forget the fact that art is contextualized by the place and time it's created in. And forget that we we have absolutely. I mean, really, really, what would happen is eventually your descendant. Right. Uh, let's call him Jarek Jovanovich. Yeah. Right? He's going to like look back and be like, my grandpa was a fucking tool. Yeah. He thought 100 years was enough? 200 years minimum. Yeah. It's the only way to gauge the value of art. So in this podcast every year, we would <laughs> we would... We would evaluate the, the cultural significance of films that came out 100 years prior. Right. So in 1919... That we'll start this in 2019. Yeah, looking at the films of 1919, all our yeah. favorite. You know what? Let's look it up. Let's look it up right now. Well, luckily I have this open in a tab. Of course you do, because <laughs> I prepare. I I have zero problem, and I have no internet, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so pull it up. We got stuff like Broken Blossoms, right? Oh, classic, classic. Uh, True Heart, Susie. We got stuff like The Spiders, Fritz Lang's the spiders? Ad adventure epic, The Spiders. <laughs> the Spiders? Okay, I like that. I would watch that. Um, we got stuff like Young Mr. Tall, Young Mr. Jazz, sorry. We've got stuff like Fatty Arbuckles, The Hayseed, right? Mm -hmm. Classics. Classics. We've got stuff like uh, The Dragon Painter. Poor Fatty Arbuckle. We've got stuff like Houdini's The Grim Game. Houdini made a film? I don't know if he made it or if he's the character. Okay. But it's a classic, and we should respect it. Uh, okay, I feel like these movies have And been... these are movies that the Oscars passed up when, when it happened in 1919. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? The... Because there's only... There's only... Right, they didn't exist yet, so how could they... I get it, I get it. I get um, it. It's just a funny okay. little joke that Looks, I Yeah, no, it's extremely funny. Look... I actually think that giving Oscars to the films made in the years before the Oscars is kind of a neat idea. 
I think that's pretty Hell interesting. Yeah. Like, let's go back. Let's examine them. Let's see who would have been nominated, mm-hmm. who should have gotten it. We'll have to look at, like, a lot of movies. <sighs> well, we'll have but a whole I don't year know. to do it. This whole system is flawed. Like, we, are, we have more flaws than the Oscars system does now. We have only two people in the voting committee. We cannot watch all the movies that deserve to be watched. Um, first of all, we're, I'm pitching it to you, but we wouldn't be the only ones involved. We would have an enormous slate of voters in a committee. Oh, and how's that been working out? That's right? how we got Crash. <laughs> That's oh. how we got the piano. Uh, the piano? The pianist? No, the piano. I thought that one. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I thought it was the pianist. Uh, did the pianist win? The pianist won. Okay, maybe it was the pianist. Um, I, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if pianist won best picture. I know Polanski one? won best director, and got a standing ovation. People stood up and applauded for Ooh. noted uh, convicted pedophile Roman Polanski. He was what? duped. <laughs> he was duped. He was tricked into it. That's like a common argument. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, excuse me, Pierce, please no. <laughs> Please don't say no, these no, no. things to me. No, no, it's like part of uh, part of the whole defense that I hear a Whew. lot is like, it's the typical. Nobody knew how young she was. She was brought to the party by her mother, which is true and just and weird and bizarre. Like everyone involved in this whole thing is um, fucked up. I saw a uh, uh, a clip of Quentin Tarantino on the Howard Stern show. I didn't know that Howard Stern is actually good. Oh, Howard Stern's amazing. I didn't I didn't realize he was good. I thought that he was bad. No, he is a good guy. I just made an assumption that he was bad. He's a good guy that I never ever want to meet because <laughs> I'm afraid of him. Um and uh Quentin Tarantino was saying some real shitty bullshit <laughs> about the little girl that Roman Polanski no. raped. No. What the fuck was, what? What was, was he like, saying? She, you know, uh uh she she was she was into it. She was a party girl. If you read his book when he that he wrote after the fact about his take on it it's uh it sounds like it was her fault and the whole time howard stern is like uh hey quentin that's ridiculous uh quentin what you're saying is extremely bad yeah this was polanski's book Polanski's, describing yeah, yeah quentin tarantino if i did Pol- it by roman polanski no quentin this this book is absurd it's wow. I did I did do it, but here's why it's not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> essentially, uh, I don't know what to. Yeah, I don't even know where you begin with something like that. Like, anyways, uh, I don't anyways. know why I uh, why I let myself this talk is, about these things. This is why I like to know as little as possible about the people whose work I appreciate, um, because yeah. I just I'm I'm almost never happy with what I find out. <laughs> I mean, you can tell from Tarantino's films. I wouldn't want to know him. As a person. <laughs> yeah. I still enjoy them. I thought Hateful Eight. I still like Hateful Eight. I haven't seen Hateful Eight. I'm probably not going to. I understand. There's a lot of movies to watch. There's a lot. And and like, I got to start watching movies from 1919 if we're going to uh, do these Oscars. Well, the good news about those is they're all 10 minutes long. <laughs> That's helpful. And they, Plus, <laughs> it, you can watch them on fast forward and it doesn't change anything because they're all silent. <laughs> you can just watch them and they're all public domain. So you can just watch them in your YouTube window. Yeah, of course. Cool. Um, I think that's a really neat idea, Eric. Thank you. I think it's really neat. I think that the idea of giving out Oscars to movies that never had the opportunity is great. I think that 
you are kidding yourself, though, if you think you're going to be more fair or objective than the Oscars or mm. that you're going to come out with a result. Like, you're not going to come out with an objectively fair result. It's impossible. Um, I don't mean to. Sorry if I give you the impression that I think that I'm going to be objective. Well, I just think I'm going to be better I, than the Oscars. I always forget this. I always forget this. You never try to be fair. You just. This There's is no what point I, This to is it. what I like. This is me. I do this. This the, is the thing that I think is right. all. All the things that I say are opinions, and well, I, what and else I will would, not pretend that they are not. What else would they be? That's of, of course, uh, obviously. Everything out of anyone's mouth is an opinion, and people need to start recognizing that. Do people not recognize that? I guess there's a lot of people who are like, "These are facts." I've got hard facts to support my dumb opinion. I got into not an argument, but a Twitter. No, 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 in with a coworker who I had said something like, well, there's no such thing as an objectively bad movie or an objectively good movie. And he has been like, well, we can say that there's an objectively bad movies, can't we? I said, no. That's an you interesting take. destroying the concept of art when you say something like that. Why? Like, what was his example of an objectively good movie? Speed Racer? No, he's... <laughs> no, he had said... I love that movie. He had said, like, there's no such thing as objectively good, but you can have objectively bad because a movie doesn't succeed at like fails at the basic filmmaking um uh you know what you know what i will properties okay let me say this yeah uh director films movie leaves the lens cap on the entire time yeah so it's just black with sound now in my opinion shitty movie (laughs) right but (laughs) terrible you, you would say i would say they had failed at a task that is so essential to filmmaking yeah it would be impossible to describe the movie as good would you say that film is objectively bad? Uh, it shouldn't have been released. No. When, it, they, when they went to see the dailies. They really, they really the, should have. And this was a two-month shoot. <laughs> they left the lens cap on every day. He kept, Every night he would go, tomorrow I'll get it right. Tomorrow I'll get it right. <laughs> no, I would, I would not say it's an objectively bad movie. As long as one person in the world watches that and is like, this is interesting. And then I guess you would actually say that because it's literally, they still finished it. It's it's got a full score, full foley, full voice acting. Yeah. So there is a story to be told there. It's actually it's kind of a good movie if you're blind. It's basically just an audiobook. <laughs> it's essentially except that it's tied to this like blank screen, but it's not just not tied to a screen. It's tied to a blank screen. That sounds like a fascinating depending on the content. Depending on the contents and yeah. the context. It could be, you know, that could be thematically relevant uh, even if the director didn't intend for that to be the case. God. God. All right. I... <laughs> Whenever you say something yeah. like that, thematically relevant, like yeah. that little spiel there, I have a friend. Yeah. Who? It's me. It is you. It is you. But I have a different friend. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. You have more than one friend. <laughs> I apologize. I should have told you this. Sooner. No apology accepted. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. I gotta stop apologizing. Um, they work in a creative industry. Recently hired a new person to temporary contract replace someone else in the office yeah and this person has an amazing resume and they came in and they did okay in the interview my friend wasn't sold on them but mm-hmm. the other two people in the interview were mainly because the resume is so impressive extremely good yeah it's well but that's the thing good Ob- it's not objectively good it is subjectively good <laughs> unless you start to look closer at it yeah. and you're like oh you you worked at this, let's say, amazing place, Showtime, mm-hmm. but only for eight months. And then you went over to HBO for a year, and then you went to mm-hmm. Netflix for nine months. And it's like this like hopping. And so I started looking more and more into this guy, and I realized like I, I looked up a a short film he made, and mm-hmm. it is objectively bad. 
I will say it's objectively bad. And like, uh, I won't say it. Oh, you haven't seen it. No, you can't say anything. Um, I will say it's not objectively bad. <laughs> it it is objectively. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It has one good shot in it. Oh, okay. See, not objectively bad. It, but I mean, it doesn't make any sense in the context of the rest of the short story. Right. <sighs> Point being, she's now trapped with this person right for this year-long contract and he does that exact same thing you just did with the thematically yeah the thematic relevance of it but like they'll be in meetings discussing this like people's submissions to them yeah and she'll be like (laughs) so she'll say something yeah like oh here's the thought i had on this piece and he'll be like and then they'll be like so what are your thoughts be like well actually i just had like the very same thought you had (laughs) oh really (laughs) (laughs) Like stuff like that, or or throw out like buzzwords, like you know, it was kind of a thematically relevant paradigm. Uh, you know what I really enjoyed was the Maison Saint. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorite ones to use. Um, yeah, that's that's it. So maybe I don't want to listen to you talking like this for oh, like hey. the length of the podcast. Maybe that's that's all. I'm, that's the point I was getting at. Is she's extremely frustrated yeah. by this person. And I feel like I would be living with that person if we chose to do this show. Yeah. Because I would be like, well, maybe this movie deserves an Oscar. And you'd be like, you know what? I was thinking actually this exact opposite movie deserved it because of the maison scene. Well, well, that's why we would have a vote. Right. Yeah. Well, what good is that when you've been bullshitting me for an hour? It'll be an hour of me being frustrated with you misusing terms. <laughs> I re- I you know I really like the way that you use the maison scene in in this sequence. You know, it's something about the dialogue and the maison scene yeah. and the dialogue in the maison scene that just uh, um, resonates with me. Just imagining a Q&A now with the director like, "Hey, uh quick question, more of a comment really. Uh I loved the film, Resplendent. Thank you very much." You're um welcome. you're welcome. You did you did just a fantastic job with the with the Maison Saint. Thank Great you. Maison Saint. Thank you. Compliment accepted. It's one of the best Maison Saints I've seen in a in a film this I, year. Well, you know, me, the set decorator, uh the DOP costumes, uh yeah. the actors, uh my producer, of course, love yeah. to my wife, uh we uh he, The Lord. The Lord, of course, uh Jesus is Lord, gotta put him in there. All the heavenly hosts. Uh, all the the seraphim, the highest choir of angels. We all the cherubim. uh the cherubims. <laughs> we all work together on, on that. Yeah. So good Maison Saint. Rest of it not great, but the Maison Saint really saved it. Hey, thanks, man. You can sit down now. Yeah, so I feel like that's what this would be, is just a bunch of bullshit. I mean... A bunch of talky bullshit. It's fun to have talky bullshit, though, isn't it? Well, I mean, yeah, we're enjoying it. We've been enjoying it all oh, this man. entire episode. Fuck, this is actually a really long episode. You want me to get to my pitch? I want to I wanna hear about another Cave Goblin show, and then I want you to get to your pitch. All right. Doug Vandalay here for Comedy Zeitgeist on the Cave Goblin Network. Each week, I sit down with a comedian to talk about their career and their comedic influences. Learn about your favorite comedians talking about their favorite comedians. That's Comedy Zeitgeist on the Cave Goblin Network. Oh, that was good. That was damn good. I would listen to that show. Can't wait to listen to that show, but Um, why don't you pitch me a different show? I'm going to pitch you a podcast, Eric. Um a few this this happened a little while ago yeah but i was abandoned in a well for a little while i'm i think i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. oh you think you know what i'm talking about <laughs> well, you think you know what you're talking you abandoned this, me yeah. you, you abandoned me in the well yeah right you didn't relatively recently you yes. left that ladder 
up against the edge of the well yeah where i could see it but not reach it mm. you could hear me yelling you walked by it was very it wasn't a good week for me <laughs> It wasn't a good few weeks. It wasn't a good few weeks for me. Yeah. You did not throw down a clock. I don't know how you expected me to keep time. My phone lost power after like eight hours. That's a pretty good length, though. Yeah, well, I had it at max, and I, I put see. it on low power mode immediately. Yeah. Could not get reception because I was at the bottom of a well. Yeah. This kind of behavior, though, I expect it from you. I expect it from you. Mm-hmm. However, you called in Joseph Stillwell yeah. to sub in for me. Yeah. He walked by that well every time he came to the booth. Yeah. Did not free me. I actually gave him an alternate route so that he would walk by it every time. Right. Well, that's why there's I... a faster way to get here that doesn't pass by the well. I see. I think it's a it's kind of a scenic route. So you weren't even taking the fast way. No. I always take the well the well path. <laughs> I love that well. Yeah. You always take the the path less traveled. Except it turns out that's the one we've been traveling the entire time. Yeah. I wondered it's why so it was much so more busy. Usually one. it was just scenic, but yeah. it kind of turned into like a market thoroughfare. Yeah. Get your well shirts. Pierce trapped in a well shirt. <laughs> Commemorate the freedom we have. Um, basically, so this show is called A Special Punishment for Joseph Stilwell. Okay. And uh, my thinking is that he should be, you know, let the punishment fit the crime. If I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times. Yeah. I think rapists should be raped. I think murderers should be murdered. Mm. And I think that, uh, ex- like, people who steal the presidency should be put on a rocket and shot into the heart of the sun. All right. You kind of twisted it at the end there. A little bit. I'd, there's A little no, different. Yeah, people who steal the president get the presidency stolen from them, I guess. Is that what you... Mm, I suppose. But then, what do you do with that person who stole that president? Look, I'm a simple man. I make the punishment fit the crime. <laughs> you steal a wallet, I steal your wallet. <laughs> hey, you break into my house, you get launched into the sun. You, you beat your kid, I beat my kid. How'd you like that? Let the punishment fit the crime. <laughs> so I think that for Joseph Stilwell, the only fitting punishment is he's got to be confined to an abandoned oil rig in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Mm. Not this nice, warm Pacific Ocean where our, our oil rig is. Right. We're going to put him in the grimy North Atlantic. Um, Eric's definition of friendship has always been flawed. I just want to say that to our listeners. But I expect a higher standard from Joe. And, uh, you know, as his true friend, it is my duty to both create and enforce that standard, as I think a friend would slash should if my name was Joe and I was also in this situation. So basically what this show would be mm-hmm. is we take him yeah. in the middle of the night. He becomes he taken. Expected. He becomes taken with our special set of skills. Yeah. We drop him off on the Atlantic oil rig. Uh, we, you know, give him a crate sure. uh, to live in. <laughs> this is very similar to something that you pitched, like... 700 episodes ago. Uh, I don't see how. Um, because I believe I was in the crate last time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We right? were both in a crate. We were both in the crate, and yeah. we did not know where we're going. This time, we're shoving Joe in the crate. We yeah. know exactly where he's going. We drop him off on the oil, on this oil rig. What he doesn't know is we've already wired the place for sound. Oh, wow. Okay. So we've set up a couple of speakers uh, that we can talk to him through, and a couple mics he can talk to us through. Interesting. And uh, we're just gonna we're basically just going to keep him here. Until I decide that he's learned a good lesson about friendship. We'll see. <laughs> Until you make that decision? Yeah. Um, well, like I said, let the punishment fit the crime. I didn't know when I was going to get out of that well. And it wasn't until I learned a valuable lesson about never trusting either of you ever again that I was finally freed. Yeah. Joe's alone on the soil rig. We got cameras set up so we can watch him, survey him. We got 
uh, Mike set up so we can hear him and Mike set up so that he can talk to us. Mm, mm -hmm. Uh, So he will have human contact. So in my mind, this is not a cruel and unusual punishment. Right. He will be provided with canned food, fishing rods, uh, a blanket. Mm. Hold on one second. You say the punishment fits the crime. Mm -hmm. What if it's a cruel and unusual crime? You mean like trapping someone in a well without food or water like for, that, yeah. for multiple weeks? Uh, then it's got to be a cruel and unusual punishment. Okay, so we probably he probably shouldn't have human contact then. Well, that's it where... It should be a little crueler and more unusual. Less usual. Right, but that we need to be able to have contact with him to make this um, oh, okay. a, a podcast that we can actually sell. It's a podcast first, punishment second. Mm-hmm. What is a third? Uh, it's just life. It's just life, man. It just happens. It's happening all around us all the yeah. time. Uh, I really haven't thought it much through past that, but maybe that could be part of the game as we're trying to find more cruel and unusual punishments to inflict on right. Joe while he's on this oil rig. Bees. You know what? Tell you what. What? Because it will continue until Joe has learned his lesson, we're going to take uh, suggested tortures. Uh, sorry, not torture. Punishments. Right. Um <laughs> It's labeled both ways in the police handbook. Yeah, uh, we're we're gonna take both. We're gonna like take suggestions for punishments. Yeah. So like your B thing, day two, day one will be me putting him on the island. Right, that's my first punishment. Your day two, Eric says, what about some bees, Piers? So we figure out how to get some bees over to the island, and yeah. it's all about us procuring the bees. We do a little like interview with the owner of the hive. Right, right. He the beekeeper. Exactly. He's like, it's actually funny. I got into beekeeping because I'm allergic to bees. <laughs> Interesting character. Yeah. We got to bring him back on the show. Scary guy. Scary guy. Like making an active choice to live on the edge of death every yeah. day. <sighs> but he says it, you know, he says it helps. It helps him feel alive. Well, being that close to death there's makes him really appreciate it. Truth to that. I mean, it really saved his marriage. There are other ways to feel alive. You could have sex. You have find sex. That makes you feel uh, alive. Eat chips. Drugs. Mm, drugs eh, I could take or leave drugs but well um, I'm saying these aren't these aren't just solutions for you though right of course there's a lot of people who take drugs to feel alive Um, I don't think we should maybe it works for them I I assume it does they keep going back (laughs) couldn't be any other reason why they keep going back what gets them started feeling alive if it didn't feel good you wouldn't go back um hmm I tell you once that uh, I said a swear in gym class. Yeah. My gym teacher said, hey, watch your mouth. And I said, oh, sorry. He said, you're not sorry. If you were sorry, you wouldn't have said it in the first place. Wait, what? That's right. Okay. I think about that every single day. Every time I say a swear, I think about my gym teacher saying, if you were sorry, I wouldn't have said it in the first place. I guess he was just like flustered and pissed off. I think he was really annoyed. I said not just any swear. I said, fuck. What grade was this? This is grade 11. Jesus God. Was it grade 11? It was a grade 12. In front of a teacher? In front of a teacher, yeah. Boy, you were probably in... Did you have to go to summer school after that? <laughs> no, but I did have to have my gym teacher's words in my head for the rest of my life. Well, uh, if you're out there, gym guy, I hope you're listening to this. Um, so day three. Day uh, three is when we open it up and we start taking suggestions from listeners. Yeah, so maybe one listener says... What about uh, if he's starved? Like, okay, so in day three, Thank we add to, beads. Uh, Douglas Vandalay for the tip. Starve Joe. <laughs> Starve Joe. Uh, so we add bees and starve him. Then episode four, someone says, uh, why don't you beat him? Now, see, here's what I'm thinking, though. Yeah. The day two, yeah. just the bees. Then the bees are gone. 
I think oh, day three, he doesn't eat day three. We, we don't want to kill him. Otherwise, how, how's he going to learn about the true meaning of friendship? Maybe in death. On his deathbed, he'll learn. That's true. We don't know what happens when you pass through the veil. Mm, he could mm. be on the other side. We could, when we die, we could pass over and he'd be there waiting for us and say, guys, I really value our friendship. <laughs> Thank you for, for helping me see the light. Is my How's my wife doing? <laughs> oh, oh, maybe uh, what if like um, episode five or whatever, we tease him by bringing his wife out. She can say hello. But he's not allowed to speak. No, no, no. What we would do yeah. is we would have to take uh, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Her name's Michelle, not just his wife. Well, I don't know if we want to You misogynist. Be, I don't know if we want to be bringing in people's personal names. Like Joe? Like, well, Joe's been on the show before. I don't know if Michelle's ever going to be on the show. Fran's, Fran's not on the show. That's we talk, true. We talk about the lovely Fran. Okay, we'll talk about Michelle and Come her, we can and talk her about full Michelle. name. Look, well, well, I'm not giving her full name. What is it now? We know Joseph's name. Yeah, her name's not Michelle Joseph. What are you her, talking about? Her last name is the same as Joseph's. I'm pretty sure. Hasn't been mentioned in a while. Nobody knows for sure. <laughs> um, I don't think that allowing them to even consider talking is a good idea. So I think what we would do is take a helicopter and drop a cable from the bottom of it mm. and like put her in a body harness and then like lift her and carry her around under the helicopter and mm. just kind of circle the oil rig as long as we could. Oh, interesting. And that would be his that would be his visitation. That's like a Sunday treat for Joe. Mm. I mean it's kind of torture, but it's also kind of So sometimes like, we got to have a, like a nice torture. Well, you know what? I won't say nice, yeah. but I'm definitely down for like something with a little comedy to it. Okay, so that, like maybe one uh one day we like make him watch a movie that's uh generally considered to be pretty bad and we say there's your torture today. You have to watch uh Final Destination 4 or whatever. You know what? And then he's like, "Well, I you know, I haven't seen a movie in uh weeks. Uh this is actually pretty nice. Um it's not especially good, but it's, you know, it's not torture. It is a movie." I'm going to change the title of this show. I'm going to yeah. call it A Special Place in Hell for Joe because I kind of feel like what we're doing is yeah. we're worried Satan's running out of ideas. <laughs> we know Joe's going there. Yeah. So we're just like, hey, Satan, listen to our podcast. Oh, man, if we could get Satan on the podcast. <laughs> Let's pick. I would just love to get Satan a cup of coffee and just pick his brain. Satan, what's happening? What are you up to? Satan, I haven't heard much from you lately. Please, please tell me what's going on. It is absolutely criminal that we have not been keeping in touch, and I'm absolutely sorry for that, for that. Satan, please tell me what's new. Do you think Satan would have uh, one of those back and forths with you, where he's like, "No, I'm I'm sorry, we haven't been keeping in touch." Like, look, I, I think Satan would do a thing where he like he'd be like, "Well, no, I, I'm no, I'm the one who's sorry." And then when I say, "No, no, Satan, I'm sorry," he's like, "Okay, all right, I accept your apology." Oh, I, he psyched you out, yeah. Like the, the real dick move, yeah. You're probably right. You're probably. right. I think that Satan would do that, yeah. But yeah, I think you see the basic gist of this show. Joe suffers. Mm. He learns a lesson about being a friend, mm-hmm. a good friend. We get some amazing content. Incredible content. We would get Joe's review of Final Destination 4. <laughs> I think we should force him to watch. We should make him watch uh, Jeepers Creepers and Powder. We should make him watch and review every movie by a pedophile. All Brian Singer stuff. What? Yeah. Jeepers Creepers made by I want to put him in an uncomfortable place. And I feel like that would make him uncomfortable. But that's that kind of takes away from like the fun nature of that like pseudo torture. Like I th- the whole point was that like it's. 
people joke about like oh Look, man some of it's going to be legitimate torture <laughs> no 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 yeah of course there's some like some, real torture this is something i think would be legitimate torture and then there's something him like to watch these movies that yeah. he knows are by these people and he because i know joe yeah joe's a good guy i see mostly except when he's fucking locking me in wells yeah um he would be sitting there the entire time and that's all he'd be able to think about yeah. is the director of this film molested somebody on set Jeez, Louise. Well, I would love to turn it off, but I can't. I've got to review it. But we got to have some fun torture, too. Something like, oh, he's got to listen to a Nickelback album. That does sound fun. Wait, fun for us is what you mean? Sorry? Fun for us, not fun, fun for, for him. No, it's it's kind of fun for him, too, because it's like, because that, you know, he's, that week he's fed. He's not beaten. There's no bees. He just listens to a Nickelback album. Whoa, that's the week? <laughs> the whole week is one Nickelback album? Yes. Okay, yeah, that does sound like fun. And then we... Is he allowed to turn it off? No, he's got to listen to the whole thing, but only once. Oh, that's... Okay, that's a day. That's one day. But it's the that is the week's torture. Is no, one, no. One listening... That's, one listen to Nickelback. No, album. that is not enough. That is not enough. One of the earlier, one, earlier ones, too. It doesn't like When they matter. still have, like, a consistent sound, and it's... Um, uh, not exactly terrible. So that's 45 minutes of his week is spent being mildly frustrated. Maybe not. He might actually enjoy early Nickelback. Well, I think that's uh, because other other than that album, he's not getting any music at all. Oh, wow. So he gets one listen to And if he wants, he can listen to it more. Okay. Well, For one week, he can listen to a Nickelback album at least once and no, as much as he wants to. No, no. To. I think that that's a part of the cumulative tortures where we drop off albums and he's okay. allowed to keep them, but none of them are good. Um, like we can, we only give him, he will slowly amass, like the longer he's there, yeah, the easier it'll get because he'll be able to choose between an early Nickelback album or like Chinese democracy right, or St. Anger. Yeah. Three great, three albums I know he'd love. <laughs> right? Um, so he would be able to have variety, but mm-hmm. his variety would be from one thing that he doesn't like to another thing that he doesn't like. Right. Of course. It's like if you're, you had two choices of food and one of them was a bowl of relish, and the other one was a bunch of sour pickles. Yeah, um, I think Which I guess it's really... actually the same thing. It's essentially the same. Well, relish is sweet. Well, relish is a deconstructed sweet pickle. Yeah, but right. you're saying sour. Did so I you have a sweet or sour? Oh, one? I'm so sorry. I thought I was thinking like sweet and sour pickles. But here we go. This is what I'm saying. Okay. You're ruining the fun nature of my ideas for the torture. Mm-hmm. I think it's good, Piers. I like that you want some legitimate torture. You know. 75% of the time, but every 75%. once in a while, I do think that it's fun to have just a torture where it's like, oh, you have to you have to watch this movie that That's isn't fine. garbage. That's fine, but you can't say watch a movie once is punishment for a week. Yes, you there's can. There's got to be a no. Be... The whole from another show is there's got to be a new punishment uh, every day. Okay. That's every the, day. It should be, first of all, it should be weekly. No, it's got, no, no. You I'm can't... voting against it. I'm voting for my podcast. Well, I'm voting for mine because mine's great and Joe needs to learn. Okay, well, he does need to learn. He does need to learn. But I think he'll learn better with my podcast. You don't know what you're talking about. I know exactly you don't what, know I'm what I'm talking, talking about. about. You're so full of shit. I'm talking about the Maison Saint. <laughs> Look, it's a draw, okay? No podcast win today. Okay. Joe will go free, apparently, thanks to you. Oh, damn. <laughs> you don't care. You never care. You never care about my, my passion projects. Um, thanks for listening to Podcast versus Podcast. Uh, if you're following us on Twitter, you check at out... At Podcast VS. At Podcast VS. Check out tomorrow. We're going to tweet out a classic app. An all-time fan favorite classic app. 
So get excited for that. Keep your eyes peeled for our Three Kings Day holiday special. <laughs> God, Three Kings Day. Um, it's coming up January 6th, everyone, the most important day of the holiday season. And uh, if you can't wait until tomorrow, you can just go into our SoundCloud. Just or our iTunes. Or, well, not on our iTunes, but if you go to our SoundCloud, you have almost 800 episodes. <clears throat> so, um, and that's it. That's all I want to talk about today. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.